Have you had your soup today? And the cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to our episode of Sheologians. We're here today to put the her in recommends. Like we do every year. I'm at least I assume. Yeah, I'm I was like thinking about it and I was like, no one knows. Someone knows. But it's like for this one. Yeah, it we makes always, sense. We do this episode every this year. It's our yearly recommend episode. Mm-hmm. I really am prepared to disappoint everyone. Um but oh. I okay, had... way to start off the show. Some people are like, I know you're about to talk for 15 minutes. <laughs> Actually, like 30. <laughs> and then you'll get to the topic. No, with all my recommendations. This is a chatting episode. It is. So if you're not into it. Yeah, maybe scr- scrub to the end. Just do something else. <laughs> scrub to the end. Just <laughs> press play and then but, move but, it but, all but, the fast way. Fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. <laughs> yep. And have a good week. Um, No, I... So Eric busted out his cello this morning mm-hmm. and I, <laughs> I was like, oh, my baby, like he can hear stuff now. Mm-hmm. So like, this is cool. So I went and like stood in front of the cello, which was really like me standing my baby in front of the cello uh-huh. <laughs> while he was playing. And I, it was like a bop. Like he was like doing something oh. that I'd like never heard. I'd never heard this before. And I was just like grooving with it because mm-hmm. it was kind of like groovy a little bit mm-hmm. and he stopped and he looked <laughs> the at- cello you know when you say groovy <laughs> funky i instantly think the cello yeah well <laughs> let me tell you why he stops playing and he looks at me and he goes you know what that is right and i was like no what was that and he was like that's your song and i was like what song he was like that's the sheologians intro Oh, and I was what like, is our song? Do we have a song? Yeah, you know our intro. Well, <laughs> well I know the Sheologians part, but now I'm like, what is the song that plays? I had the exact same reaction. <laughs> I was like, have you Wait. had your soup today? <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. I took a video for you. Is it really? I took a is video. Is there really a song that plays with it? the guitar? I like can't even the think. guitar part. Okay, so he was playing. I mean, he just because he's so good at he's gonna hate me telling everybody this, but he's really good. And so he like played it, and I was okay. Let's, let's listen. Oh, okay. Well, this part. Oh, okay. Okay. Now I remember our theme song. He was just like picking that on the cello. Yeah. And I was just staying there, like, doing, doing, doing. Like, like, I was just like, go. I was like, this is He's great. like, well, you should. <laughs> he was like, and don't you get how it was a little groovy? I never would have put it together. Not in a billion well, years. Well, I certainly wouldn't because 
you just told me about it. And I was like, what? I know. I did the same thing to him. I was like, what song? And he was like, your intro. And I was like, I don't listen okay. to my intro like our song. Little, the little riff. For some reason, I just like could not. All I could think of was the words. The guitar riff. Mm-hmm. He was playing that on the cello. Anyway, it was really funny. Our and song. It's our song. I mean. I've never thought of it as our song right, before. But yeah. here it is. Here we are. I mean, doesn't everybody skip it? I skip every podcast I listen to. I skip their intro song. Even if it's five seconds, I'm like, yeah, (laughs) usually I do. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, there's one in particular that I skip, but. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Coltish's intro is like eight minutes long. (laughs) It's very Puritan. Puritan and I'm like beep 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 I just click that 15 forward you're like listening and you're like "Uh uh-huh and it's like welcome to culture you're like oh I thought we were in the episode already (laughs) no anyway um yeah I just thought I would tell you about we have a song we do my husband can play it on the cello maybe we should re-record rebrand a little bit Eric get just, Luke into the studio yeah, and Eric, Eric in. and he's just like sh- he's just shredding on the cello yeah and then Luke can yell sheologians and which again I feel like that's a trivia fact that we have to share every once in a while yeah that's true that's our um, pastor Luke. it is pastor Luke the bear that is screaming sheologians and he got to do that because he came up with the name which explains why the title of our podcast is a dad joke Yes. Because he's a dad, so he tells dad right. jokes. Yes. And uh, you and I were so type B personality about the naming yeah. of our podcast yeah. that when our pastor suggested a dad joke as the name of our podcast, we we're like, ooh. <laughs> like, if we find something better, maybe. And then it was like, eh. we kind of have to pick. So <laughs> we have to do something. So, and then anyway. we ran with it. <laughs> And now it's a sticker on your cup. And it's been, we've been doing it long enough that we forgot. I probably shouldn't have forgot that. I just don't know. My mind went blank. That's fine. Anyway. Anyway, um, here we are. Yeah. You can leave us a voicemail at 470-465-0475. You can support our show or join book club. No, you can support our show and join book club at patreon.com slash theologians when you sign up with an account there you get access to all of our past present and future book club meetings mm-hmm. and that's where we meet every wednesday at 1 30 in the afternoon unless there's an earthquake or something right <laughs> and you when you sign up through patreon they send you emails so whenever yes. whenever summer uh posts the notification about the event, which is book club yes. every Wednesday. You will get um, an invite. Yes, you will get an invite. Patreon will guide you lovingly to to that meeting. To book club. And there we'll which show is a up. great time. You know, sometimes um, some of our book clubbers will take screenshots of us talking <laughs> and send it to us. Uh-huh. Or they'll just be like, hey, I'm in. Like I've seen on Twitter before, like someone being like, they had like their, their mug and their cup and their Yeah, like cat. all set up. And us uh-huh. <laughs> in my dining room. <laughs> and we're like, you know, it's one of those really great, like, frozen in time faces. Uh-huh. We look awesome. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> they're like, I'm in book Hopefully. club. <laughs> and then I I remember that uh, these are people that I feel like I know, but I don't actually know. I know. 
which is just how it feels when you meet with people weekly. Right. I'm like, oh, yeah. Online. It's you. I talk to you every Wednesday. Yeah. And I think Zoom's a little different. Obviously, we use Chromecast because that just works better for what book club is. Yeah. Zoom, you like get to see the person talking when they talk. But yeah, it's a. It is what it, it is. It's fine. It's a to good go time. To our whatever thing we do next. Yeah. Yeah. ReformCon maybe? Yeah. Yeah, ReformCon is in October. I uh But we'll get to see we'll get to meet some people in person. And... I'm a little nervous cuz I'll have a newborn. Yeah. But you've done that before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really wasn't Horrible. too bad. I do not All right, so so far I've had infants through junior high age children mm-hmm. and for me by far i mean by several miles <laughs> the newborn stage is the hardest like and i know some of you think that's crazy and that is that was not your experience and i completely respect that but for me like the first 7 months are the absolute most difficult. Like well, those are the ones that throw me. You haven't had any big sleepers. I think no. that is really your. <laughs> that's really the. No. The. The the wrench in the whole process. Yeah, that I think that. Yeah. Georgia didn't sleep super well. Mm-hmm. Either. That's yeah. also some. Uh, your first. Your first one is just like. It's something. <laughs> it's you never realized you could have so many questions <laughs> and yeah. random thoughts popping into your head. Yeah. Well, I think it, even if you have had kids before, then you have another one, and you're like, "Oh wait. yeah, right." You're like, "Oh wait a minute, is this different? Is this baby different? Is this a different <laughs> thing? What is it? What's happening?" One of the weirdest things I thought as I was falling asleep one night with Georgia, um, was like, "What if I sleepwalk and I take her outside and I leave her there?" Yeah. Oh yeah. I've never slept walked before. No. In mind slept walked? Slept walked. Sleep walked? What's the proper sleepwalked. I know it's weird. I don't like it. I don't like it either. But it's it's it a is name. What it is. It's a very descriptive <laughs> name. It's not like a, a title. It's like the verb is the name. Right. When the time and the action is the name. <laughs> Sleepwalk. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah, no, I uh I'm like I'm thinking about reform con and I'm like, yeah, I don't I'm so sorry. Just <laughs> in advance, everybody, for whatever. Yep, I oh man, the newborn stage is hard. No one will even notice you because you'll be all the baby strapped baby. to me. <laughs> Thank goodness. No, you know, no, I'm totally gonna like put a little I'm gonna like put him in a carrier and like cover his head with the thing. Yeah. And people are gonna be like, Can I see your baby? And I'm gonna be like, here he is, but I won't do anything. Here he is covered up. I'm just standing there. That's as much as you're allowed <laughs> he, to see. Here's his feet. Can you see his feet? Look at his socks. <laughs> Look at his <laughs> uh, Arizona. He probably won't be wearing socks. Don't freak out. No. No. <sighs> That's but, how it is here. Yeah. So anyway, and then like I'm trying to put, I told you already, like I'm trying to put my registry together because mm-hmm. I don't have any baby items and right. because I haven't had one in seven years. <laughs> well, and even then- the last ones you had were both girls. Right. And so. so I've never had any boy baby items. And like I'm putting the list together and it's just crazy how dumb I feel. Like 
what do you need for a baby again? There's like the items I'm like, I I need a nose, Frida. I know that much. Right. And diapers. And I guess clothes. <laughs> That's like as far as my I mean, brain wanted to go. Depending on who you talk to, that might that's be all, all you, you need. need. Yeah. I don't know. I think everything else after that is probably. I don't know, man. I, this is like me preparing for like, I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, the toddler stage is so hard. Like I'm preparing for my hard stage. Like whatever yeah. I can have that's going to make this easier. Well, the other great thing I'm trying to think. It was not as finely tuned. But the other great thing about having a baby now is that yeah. if you suddenly just like realize something will make your life easier. Yeah. Is you can just order it on Amazon. Yeah, that's true. And then a lot of times like the next yeah. day it'll be there. When I had Clementine, my first one, I remember it was two o'clock in the morning and I was scrolling on my old, I don't know what that phone even was. <laughs> Samsung something. Probably. Android, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I was scrolling two o'clock in the morning, the Target website for a swing because I don't think we had slept in like three or four days at this okay. point. And I was so desperate. <laughs> and it was, I purchased a like $120 swing at 2 a.m. for pickup the next day at Target. And I like don't remember driving there. <laughs> But obviously I did. And I remember like sobbing, just like trying to build this thing. Because even just the prospect of building it out of the box was like more than I could. Like my brain, my whole body hurt. My brain hurt. My eyeballs hurt. Clem was probably crying. I mean, it was bad. And I built the swing. And I remember the moment where like I really, I like the swing was built and it was plugged in and I like grabbed clementine and i'm holding her and like i just remember realizing like if i set her down in this swing and she hates it i cannot carry on with life. i don't know what will happen <laughs> there's no options for me we, this is the last thing <laughs> this is the last thing this is it my survival <laughs> is dependent on whatever happens in the next 10 the world seconds. will go dark and everyone will be like what just happened that was honestly <laughs> what it felt like. And so sleep deprivation. Oh, sleep deprivation is quite is, the thing. Oh, it just absolutely turns you into someone else. Anyway, I laugh about it now. And she did. She liked the swing. Um what the swing meant was that she finally would sleep for 45 minutes at a time. Right. And this was at like 9 weeks old. <laughs> it was just bad. It was bad anyway. Yeah. So so I what I'm saying is I'm trying not to bring that very anxious energy right. into my baby registry right. building. Yeah. But I would be lying <laughs> if I said that uh you know, I don't know who I'm gonna be at ReformCon. <laughs> yeah. I don't know who I'm gonna yeah. be. I mean, this kid's very different. He's very different. A lot has changed. He, he that's also not a guarantee yeah. everything you know we will just have to see he's very strong what uh, you're saying is it will be obvious what's going on yes when we're at reform con yes. and we're able to actually see don't ask you guys if you if you guys. if i look a a mild shade of gray you don't have to ask you already know <laughs> you know what's wrong you're with like, me you look wonderful <laughs> well 
You don't need to lie. You can just be like, your baby's cute. That'll be true. Well, but <laughs> I don't think it's a lie if someone's just had a baby and they, you know. That's true. Yeah, yeah. You're you, here. Sometimes that's wonderful. what that means is like you've done a wonderful thing. <laughs> you've really done a wonderful thing. And that's translating. It's wonderful that you got dressed pallor. today. <laughs> I see you're a beautiful shade of gray. <laughs> I like the color gray. <laughs> anyway, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. All right. Well, hey, it's our recommends episode. It is. Uh, so this is why. I hope to not disappoint as well with my recommends. I feel like mine are a little less conventional than what we've done in years past. Okay, great. Because that's kind of what I was about to say. It might be like a season thing. Maybe. I think when I used to think of this, because people will ask us often, what would you recommend for this? Or what kind of books? Or what kind of this or that? That's a question that we get. Yeah. Um, And I feel like lately the, the... the ask the questions for recommendations have not been their typical. So I kind of went with that. I kind of went with what, what you guys have been saying to me, which is not so much. Tell me about a movie you've enjoyed lately. Mm. It's more things and actions. And um, I do have some books, but anyway, it just, it definitely has been a different year for recommendations based on the kinds of stuff that people are talking to us Mm -hmm. about so anyway do you want to get books out of the way i guess that makes sense yeah sure okay okay that doesn't matter whatever i only have one book okay you know i mean i feel almost feel like it's an obligatory recommend is it the bible no we we're playing we we're playing desert island during dinner the other night like what books would you take uh-huh. on a deserted island and my husband is like the bible and i'm like i feel like that doesn't count i feel like you get to have that i feel like uh-huh. that's not i'm i feel like come on that's a given like i'm asking what three books for fun this is a fun question this is not like you're actually deserted See, this is what i do i cannot have fun with these with these questions really because i'm like okay um you overthink it well because i'm yeah Yeah. i like can't and i try to tell i try to tell myself like okay no it's for fun it's just for fun. Eric brings like the Bible and, and a like, survival guide. Well, then I'm like, I probably wouldn't be reading. I'd probably be figuring out how to get off the island. That's why Eric brings a survival guide. Well, and like a planting guide. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. Yeah. That's not the game. Because it- <laughs> of what my husband does, I already know that if I'm reading a book on survival in the survival situation, <laughs> it's, it's too, too late. late. It's too late. It's already too late. <laughs> um... But yeah, I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't know what's wrong with me, but I get stressed out. It's the same thing with... It's a very similar sensation to when I play chess. Oh. Which is why I don't play chess. What happens? I just get like... I'm like, I don't want to think about it. (laughs) It's so stupid and weird. Like... (laughs) And so then I like make a move. And then they make a move and I'm like, I just don't want to do this. I don't want to think about this. There's too many options. There's too oh, many things. That gave me a headache. I want. I, ne- I almost had to spit my water out. 
I do. <laughs> it's been a long time since we've had so, a, yeah. almost had a... S- so chess is not your game. You unrecommend. No, I really just, I have no, I can't even explain it. Other yeah. than that, when I start to play, I'm just like, yeah. I can't, I can't do this. Yeah. It's like when someone just like lobs a math question at you and you're yeah. just like, numbers, no. numbers, numbers, numbers. <laughs> you're like, what? No. Like you have never been trained no. to hear a math equation and just start thinking about. No. Thinking not no. the word numbers. No, I've been trained to immediately freak out because in school <laughs> you had to, it was like time to practice. And then the teacher would call someone up to the board to do an Four example times, problem. Boys. And then you're like, oh, don't pick me. And they see your eyes and they go, no. I'm picking you. The one thing I know is my times tables because okay. that was a matter of memorization, which okay. I can do. Oh, okay. But then when you have to like actually do anyway, okay. then they call you up to do, you know, a math problem on the board. And it was like, I would freeze because I'm totally going to get it wrong. Right. And I think there's just, I think the best way to describe it is when I think about or try to start playing chess, my brain's <laughs> like, let's do everything else <laughs> without me deciding that. And yeah. then I'm like, I have too much going on to do this game. This yeah. is too many things. Well, you know, my dad was a, you know, in eighth grade, he was playing in the like state finals yeah. against like adults. And so my husband's a great chess player. He plays chess. He always wants to play with me. And I'm just like, I'm not fun to play with because I'll just I, be like, OK, I'm moving because I can't. <laughs> it's I can't think about what is going into I this quit. move. Yeah, I give up. <laughs> like I've already given up. I give up. And so now I'm just moving pieces and there's no strategy, which chess is totally a strategy game. Yes. So it's making it not fun for you to play with me. Yes. So there's no point. Yes. When Eric and I, there was like, we had a brief season where we were playing chess on our phones against each uh-huh. other and we were pretty evenly matched. So what would happen is, you know, when you're like evenly matched with someone, you get down to the end and you each have like two pieces left. Uh-huh. And that is so annoying to me. Like, it's so annoying <laughs> that I would do what you did. I would be like, I don't know. I just, just this is dumb. Right. And just like, right. I like give up before. Yeah. And it's just, I really, I like strategy games. I like. I can't explain it. Chess is not my game. It is not. That's, and that's okay. I don't even know how this Doesn't, conversation started. I don't either. I was talking about a... Survival. Oh, the book. The book. Yeah. Um. So we just <laughs> went on a road trip and we listened on the way home. We listened to The Hiding Place. Classic. And uh, that's, like I said, it's kind of an obligatory yeah. recommend. If you haven't read it... If you read it a long time ago, because I read it a long so, time ago. Yeah, it's time. And then it it was just so charming and the way that she writes is wonderful. And Well, you say charming mm-hmm. and most people think this is a book about the Holocaust. So. Right. And it's not that it's not. It's it's but a lot of it is about a lot of the book is about her family. Yeah. And um, just a family that happens to be incredibly yeah. uh, faithful and has really amazing pretty much an amazing attitude yeah in the best and worst of times um i love what matthew said to me about it a couple days ago because you guys were finishing it up Mm -hmm. i think but he was just like you know it's like the people that end up getting like doing those like incredible heroic at least i think this is what he was saying this is Uh my this is what i got from what he was saying Uh (laughs) so this might have been not what he was saying, but what I heard. We'll ask him. Okay. But just that, like, the people that end up doing what they did, which was, like, incredible and heroic, like, hiding people, mm-hmm. hiding Jews from the Nazis, um, 
they're not like the people you would expect. Like they're just the really good godly people going about their lives. Right. They're not like these, like you wouldn't see them walk down the street and be like, wow, there goes like a hero. It's like somebody who has already been practicing regular faithfulness and joy. Right. That are, then they are able to, when put in a horrible situation, practice faithfulness and joy. Yeah. And so it's like... And their muscles built that way. Yeah. And it's interesting because it goes the opposite way. You're talking about a country that was occupied and mm-hmm. basically run by a foreign mm-hmm. country mm-hmm. <laughs> um, at the time. And what you saw was you saw a lot of faithfulness and you saw yeah. a lot of people mm-hmm. go along to get along. Yep. And that was the fruit. Yeah. Of their faith and if you're going along to get along when persecution isn't happening, you will when persecution is happening. And that sometimes means letting atrocious things happen, Uh, even though I have a personal theory that uh, in public education, the really the only lesson on philosophy you get is an education on the Holocaust. Yeah. And basically what you learn Nazis is that bad. like don't be like Hitler. <laughs> yeah. And as long as you don't kill millions and millions of people, you're not that bad. You're not that bad. Yeah. Um, but there is well, I mean, this is a whole conversation in and of itself. Um, but yeah, that's the point is is a lot of um a lot of people who did a lot of really bad things during that time were what you get I guess you would call normal people. And then people that did really, really heroic, courageous, mm-hmm. um, life-altering, life-sacrificing things were also what you would call normal people. Yeah. Um, and yeah, <laughs> there's a different. There's a. I mean, obviously, there's a um, a difference in salvation. Yeah. Uh, but you know. Uh, yeah. It really. You know, and Corey, Corey would say that it wasn't, it wasn't any, she would never say that it was her family right, or anything incredibly special about no. them. Um, it was just them uh, being gracious. God. Yeah. Trusting God. Yeah. And, and really just, I mean, even what's so encouraging to me sometimes is I feel like because I was raised in a more charismatic background that you have that like there's sometimes this uh this uh, just it's almost kind of like you lean away from that like when you've seen um what i would say a lot of false miracles and false revival there's there's a lot of like the supernatural elements that you kind of lean away from because you have seen a lot of people pretend yeah um that false things were true Okay. And that, but what's so incur? I think that it's so encouraging that she, just her prayer life was so active, and the miracles yeah. that took place just in her tiny story, which was a tiny story in this huge yeah. event that took place over continents and um, and just the God's hand and sovereignty and mm. His kindness to her, and even just. Uh, I don't know, just her, his very clear and direct answer to prayer mm-hmm. in the form of um, miracles or otherwise. Mm-hmm. It's just very pleasant to read. 
Yeah. I think. And obviously her ex- entire experience was not pleasant by any means. But it is one of those books that will change the way that you yeah. live your life. There's a reason it's popular. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Um. So I have a couple books to recommend. When I do the Bible reading challenge, and I am planning on doing it through the summer, Um. it actually starts, I think, by the time you guys hear this, it'll have already started. But you can find it at toTheWord.com, and it's just reading the New Testament in one summer. So if you fi- I feel like if you- we always have to recommend that yeah. as well. So if you follow it year round, you'll end up reading the Old Testament once and the New Testament twice. And when I do this, um, there's a couple books I always recommend having with you that might be helpful. So I love, you know this, and I'm sure I've mentioned it before, but I love R.C. Sproul's commentaries oh, yeah. on different books of the Bible. So I have his one on Acts, Luke, and John. I want them all. Are they doing all. the podcast still with Same Page Summer? Yeah. the So the Bible Reading uh, Challenge podcast is still there. And I those are great. Aaron Ventura. Yeah, those are awesome. A lot of work into those and they're very helpful. But I just, man. So I do like his podcast. That's a great one. But the R.C. Sproul commentaries, if you can get your hands on those from Ligonier, they're just something I think you should have in your library. Very, very helpful. Um, and then... I love Doug Wilson's commentary on Revelation. It's called When the Man Comes Around. Very, very helpful. Um, And so I just like to have those things with me when I'm going through the New Testament. I think they're very, uh, they're gems to have on Mm -hmm. hand and to have paper copies of. Um, So make it a whole just New Testament summer. Commentaries. That's my plan. Get your commentaries, get your books, read the New (laughs) Testament. I think they're they're also doing I need to look into this. I just heard about it today for the first time, but they're doing a variation um that also includes I think Psalms and Proverbs uh which again, first time I've I think I heard about that today and I probably should know more about it before I mention it. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, I looked I at see the it. I okay. looked at the schedule and I noticed that they have Psalms as well. Yeah. So you can read the New Testament and Psalms with this plan. Uh, through the summer and it's June, July, August. So anyway, um, I'm going to be reading that. And then every time I mention this, I feel bad because every time I mention this a lot because I am trying, I, I am 100% trying to hype this curriculum like, and I will hype it and I'm not sorry. Um, and I will just talk Don't about be. it forever. But every time I do people email with questions about it, and um, I don't exactly have time to write long emails yeah. about any curriculum because I'm actually just really busy teaching it. But um, <laughs> the rod and staff curriculum is the best. And I found that on a website called Milestone Books, they have rod and staff there. And you can like look inside of the books. So if you have questions about what is it like, what's inside, go to milestonebooks.com and you can do that. But I love Rod and Staff um, (coughs) because they are, they teach from a Christian worldview, which like if you're homeschooling your kids, if you're listening to this, you're probably a Christian. I don't think we have a ton of non-Christians listening to the show. So, like, if you're a Christian and you're homeschooling your kids, there's <laughs> a reason. Sometimes they surprise us. 
It happens occasionally. So um, <laughs> if you're not, I'm not talking to you. If you're a Christian, you're homeschooling your kids. I hope you're doing it because you have a genuine desire to raise them in the fear and the knowledge of the Lord. And so the conviction I have is that if you're teaching them from a curriculum that has no fear or knowledge of the Lord, you're actually working against yourself. Now, that isn't to say, I'm totally willing to agree, there are some curriculums with less emphasis on scripture than others that are, I'm not knocking it. I'm not, and I'm not even trying to give you a percentage of your books need to say this, but Rod and staff teaches from a particularly Christian worldview. They do it very, very well. And I also understand that what works for my kids might not work for yours. Um, I did find out that one of the most prestigious uh, private schools in the nation used Rod and staff Mm. as their curriculum. And when they retired it and brought in a new one, they lost their ranking. And I was like, I know this stuff is legit. It's so good. I also know that um, rambunctious boys can indeed learn from it. Right. So if you're like, I don't know, mine didn't have a problem. <laughs> Actually right. flourished um, right. in areas of weakness. So anyway, that's my 10 cents. My other 10, my other reading hot tip is not necessarily a book, but I just wanted to briefly discuss something I've been very bad at that I've been trying not to be bad at lately. Okay. So developing a palate, like if you're trying to figure out how to feed your newborn, or I'm sorry, not your newborn, you're trying to feed your infant, right? The one that can like, I don't care if you do baby led weaning or pouches or whatever, I don't care. (laughs) But we all know like the person who grows up and is an adult and essentially like can only eat like three different things because they never, and they're yes. And they're all tan (laughs) because they never developed a range of taste. Um, We all know that's not a good thing. Mm -hmm. And while I do think it's fine to have preferences and things that you enjoy the most, that's fine. Right. I do think we should want to be readers who read widely and have a taste for things outside of the norm. And I just... Or to at least understand why we don't have the taste for things, maybe. If you don't like something, it's good to know why. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying that every book you pick up has to be a different genre than the last, but I would just, I guess, just challenge you to read something outside of your norm and I'm also assuming you are not including romance novels in this. I mean, but there's got to be some that aren't gross, right? I wouldn't. Um, <laughs> aren't there? Doug Wilson wrote one. Doug- <laughs> Let's recommend that one. I haven't actually gotten to reading that yet. I was kind of hoping to read that this summer. See, like, so great. You just pointed out an area both of us have never really gone into. <laughs> I... I've never read any romance novels, but I do feel like I've read novels that have included romance that were good. I've also read like just popular like like grocery store books. Sure. You know, yeah. I think that kind of. Yeah. There's some. Yeah. Yeah. 
and again, like if you're like, I hate fantasy, that will never be my genre. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> but, like maybe you can find some. There's got to be something. The Hobbit. There's exactly. The Hobbit is wonderful. There's got to be something. And it's one book. You don't have to. I really encourage you to read. Yeah. The Lord of the Rings, of course. Of but, course. Um, you don't have to. Just try it. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying, you know, none of us love to feed a picky eater, but reading is such a wonderful skill to be good at like what a shame to only read like one kind of novel what kind right. of one kind of story it would be a shame like tacos are great what a shame if that's all you ever ate right you know it would actually wouldn't even be good for you right um if that's all you ever ate right if that's all you consumed and so You'd be malnourished yeah and i would say consider that when you're reading as well that's just something i have also been thinking of lately cool in my own reading yeah picks mm-hmm. that's it that's all i got for books okay so are we moving on to things yeah what else were you gonna recommend um yeah my recommends were like kind of practical okay i like that well so one thing i'll just give you like a physical product that i was gonna recommend okay is the puracy stain remover how do you spell that p-u-r- a-C-Y. Okay. It. My computer wants it to say piracy. Yeah. Mine as well. <laughs> um, it's wonderful. Is it a it's, spray? Is it a scrub? What is it? Yeah. It's like a laundry stain remover. Okay. And you just spray it. Okay. Very low intensity. No scrubbing. I have removed set in stains that have like been through the dryer with it before. Okay. Um, I first got a bottle wow. when Georgia started eating and it was getting food everywhere. And it takes out everything. It lasted forever for me. Obviously, just if you have like five kids, you might go through it a little faster. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, Seasons. But then it's all like uh, fragrance free and um, nice. yeah, all that Helpful. good stuff. Yeah. But yeah. And it makes a really good, um, if you're looking for like a slightly unconventional baby shower gift, also good. That makes uh, sense. Highly, highly recommend. Okay. And there's no like bleach or, you know how yeah. you have like stain removers that discolor your clothes? I've never had to discolor anything. Yes, I hate I that. I just randomly bought it because I knew it would be safe for little baby clothes. Right. Um, And then it's all I've ever wanted to buy. That's awesome. Then, so... I've just been putting Dawn on everything and hoping for the best. <laughs> it works sometimes. I mean, yeah. But Dawn that's can, good. Especially like. Hot tip. Especially like oil or grease yeah. or anything like that. Makeup. Yeah. I don't know. It's bad. I don't know what's going on with my clothes lately. <laughs> um, I was going to recommend that you use your Instant Pot. Oh, I had a feeling that was coming. <laughs> you know, I just think it's important. And I don't know how you mastered rice. I'm getting without chess vibes. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to recommend I come over. That's what I need is I need like. I'm going to recommend I need to come over and make an Instant Pot meal with you. Yeah. Like I'll bring mine. We'll have dueling Instant Pots. And it's. And you'll just be like. We'll make the rice. We'll make the beef. You just put everything in it and then you set it. and Press the button. I'll I'll even do the steam release for you because that's the only thing well, in the, the beginning that's scary. Steam release seems a little fun, but oh well, great, good. But also the scariest part, like you said. Yeah, I mean, a I do dangerous. It, I don't touch it. 
I do it with a spoon from far away. Oh, okay. Well, it releases hot steam. Yeah, I mean, mean, it's it's a lot. (laughs) Like it's just my dog hates it. He's always like, because it sometimes it goes off. The steam's releasing for like four minutes, right? And he's like not into it. I mean, it's loud, but yeah. I guess if you were a dog, that would be confusing. Um. So anyway, on the topic of food, that was kind of a joke, but I'm not joking. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> she says, I know. Um, I decided to start cooking through because I, well, the first part of this year when I was, you know, when you're first pregnant, cooking is absolute torture. I mean, it's just... You're it's like, horrible. you have a list of three things that yeah. don't inspire vomiting yeah and they're like from taco bell right they're pretty <laughs> like they're pretty yeah they, they, involved... and they make no sense no they, it makes no there is no. no actual it's not like well i'm probably craving that because it's so nutritionally dense no it's like no no i want fake cheese yes. wrapped up in a tortilla with yeah there's absolutely not sure is meat <laughs> there's no onions that have been cooked there's no garlic that's been sauteed <laughs> there's no chicken oh just forget it. No chicken whatsoever. Um, anyway, well, once that era stopped for me a while back, I felt like I hadn't cooked in months. And I really mm-hmm. hadn't. I mean, it was like I'd thrown stuff together. Right. Like I would like put it in the Instant Pot and then like disappear. Yeah. <laughs> like right. leave the area because the smell was so bad. And Because I mean, it, it's so dangerous? No. Because the <laughs> smell was so bad. <laughs> um and uh anyway once that ended i decided that i was gonna look i was gonna cook through the half-baked harvest website which is a a girl i don't i don't remember her name she does recipes and they all look beautiful because obviously she is or has a photographer right to make her food look delicious but her food actually is delicious and so i would just i'm just here to recommend half baked harvest like i'm here to recommend her website her food is so good oh, i know have... i think last year we established the importance of good reliable websites for recipes cuz sometimes yes. they say stuff and you're just like i mm. know that's not i know that's not right she does not let you down good. um i finally found my first i've always wanted to make tzatziki at home oh uh huh um, because I think the store bot is really gross. Oh, her name's Tegan. Her name's Tegan. I knew that. Tegan. That's a very food bloggery name. She is a food blogger. Um, and she makes delicious recipes. And I have learned some recipes over the last couple weeks of working through her her website that you can trust her. I made cookies the other night. Okay. Mm-hmm. By the other night, I mean probably like two months ago at this point. <laughs> that were the best homemade cookies I've ever had. Oh. They were so good. Did it take two hours? Yeah. But was most of that waiting for the butter to cool down because it oh. called for brown butter? <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Also, yes. Um, but yeah, like just, oh man. I'm seeing a giant frosted strawberry Pop-Tart. Oh yeah. I haven't done a lot of her baking stuff, but like I said, the cookies, those were delicious. Pop-Tarts are kind of a slept on homemade oh. They're, dessert they're delicious especially served with ice cream i make these now i make these um what are they they're like uh these bulgogi type um like chicken tacos with like mango and cucumber mm. and like that sounds wrong but it was just so good 
Well, um, especially pregnant. I imagine like uh, this fresh, the freshness and the, I don't know. There's something when so I, so good. I always, especially when, it, well, when you're pregnant or when it starts to get hot here, mm-hmm. I feel like you don't want to eat really hot, heavy food. You want no crisp, crunchy. Yes. Colder. Yes. And topping it with feta, cucumber, and mango. But like the chicken is kind of like a, a sweet and spicy Asian mm-hmm. chicken. It's that sounds just, great. Even my kids will eat it. And I've got some piggy kids in here, but they will eat it. I mean, anyway, the garlic meatballs are delicious. I've, I've been learning how to make pasta in less boring ways, which I really appreciate. Yeah. Just like simple things that you can do. Mm-hmm. And then I was on a meal train and I, you can take like all of her recipes and just double them. Right. And they're delicious. And they look the way she like directs your steps, if you follow the directions when you're done, the presentation is even nice looking, oh, okay. you know, which is not something I'd, I've ever like tried to care about before. And I'm not like trying to be aesthetic or anything. I'm not trying to be super aesthetic, but it's like fun. Well, but you want it's fun to serve want, something that looks like right. you want to you eat it. You don't want to serve things that are no. No. nasty looking. No. So anyway, um, have I cooked through her entire recipe stack? No. Has the majority of everything that I've made been something that my family has wanted me to make again? Yes. So I'm keeping a How list. How did your fish go? Didn't you make salmon the I other day? I made salmon, which that was part of, you know, I was talking about like creating a flavor palette both mm-hmm. in your reading you know and in your food i've this i'm expanding i'm trying to expand yeah. i think it's a or good at practice. least like we said i think it's important i think anyone can dislike food yeah but being willing to try it why you yeah, yeah you should be like yeah i tried it and not a fan your horizons should be broad enough that you can be an easy guest to feed is right. a goal to work towards so yeah, I saw this recipe on our website, and we don't eat fish. I don't typically like fish. I did have a brief period in my life where I enjoyed salmon on a salad. And so I thought, salmon, that's easy. It seems to be kid-friendly. You know, could I eat a tuna sandwich maybe once a year? You know what I mean? Like, it's just not my thing. Okay. I I don't – it's not my thing. I do like – the lowest form of sushi, you know, like oh, like tempura rolls stuff. I can't eat a cooked. California roll, yeah, you stuff know, with a bunch of mayonnaise and avocado and other delicious things in yes. it. Yeah, yeah, I can do that. That's fine. So, but no sashimi or anything for you? Absolutely not. <laughs> I do love seaweed salad. Oh, love seaweed's seaweed really salad. really good. Seaweed's for you. so good. Anyway, um, so I went. It was actually after a book club one day. I stopped at Sprouts on my way home. And uh, I talked to the butcher mm-hmm. with the fish and I told him, I was like, listen, dinner for six. It's mostly kids. I need a cut that they are going to be able to handle. And he was so helpful and so nice. He even like uh, portioned it out for me, which he said he wasn't supposed to do, but he said he was bored. So he did it. <laughs> he, <laughs> I was like, yeah, he had like nothing else going on, <laughs> I guess. Anyway, um, let me put it this way. Eric ate all of it. Everyone ate all of it. I. I'm not in a rush to make it again. Okay. Like, it's just, I do not enjoy fish. Was it gross? No. Her her recipe, again, it was a recipe from Half-Baked Harvest. I highly recommend it. It was, it made it edible for all of us. 
It wasn't a family favorite. I think Eric would eat it once a week. Right. But he might be the only one. I just, we're not a fish family. Anyway. Some people, are, like I try to imagine fish, fish being gross and I can't imagine it. I know. You love fish so <laughs> but much. But that's just, the that's right there. You, you would have love preferences. this recipe. You would love this recipe. Like I like smoked delicious. salmon. I like raw salmon. I like any kind of salmon. You should try this. You However try you want to serve it to me. <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> the texture makes me... Uh, see, I'm trying to, Im- I'm like imagining the texture now and I'm like, mm. <laughs> it's I kind of want to gag. People are funny. People are different. It's fine. And it's fine. <laughs> it's totally great. It's totally fine. <laughs> I might eat, I bet, you know what? I bet in two years I'll be in the mood to try salmon again. <laughs> That's where we're at. Sounds good. Yeah. You and your fish tacos. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. I, uh. I don't know. I mean, the last two things are just like practical things that right. I have. Um, and I th- I don't know. I feel like maybe I recommended this before. Okay. Which makes sense that I would forget it. And then, yeah, obviously, if I'm recommending it again, though, it stood the test of time. It's and fine. it's a good recommendation. People don't listen. It's fine. <laughs> I think they do. Oh, it's us I? that forget. Oh, okay. Got it. Okay. <laughs> That's good. Um, but so one of my recommendations... Um, which is something that I also, again, sometimes we recommend things that we personally yep. have been working on or uh, are working on. Yeah. Um, and so I just want to recommend that you talk to people during the meet and greet portion of your Sunday service. You're going to have to talk me into that one. <laughs> um, and if this seems hard... Or very hard, or very, very, very hard. Uh-huh. Um, I would recommend thinking of a question that you could ask someone, okay, in advance, so that you feel prepared. Yeah. Um, I also recommend that you do things that are very, very, very hard. Um, fine. <laughs> and I do think sometimes. Something that works on occasion for me is that you uh, you say, hi, I'm trying to be more friendly during this time and it makes me uncomfortable, but I'm so glad you're here and I'm very pleased to meet you. Yeah. And generally people laugh and you, dif- you kind of diffuse the tension. That's true. And then people like, it's almost like you can be honest and admit that you feel awkward and then other people are like, oh, I also feel awkward saying hi to people right. and trying to think of a hi. conversation to have. Yeah. Um, and generally it helps the situation and people even appreciate if you can sort of absorb the weirdness yeah. for them. They do. Um, and so what I'm sa- what I'm saying is all practical tips aside you should do hard things like talk to other people even though it seems very hard so i'm realizing as you're saying this that i have totally gamed the system because we sit in the same spot every week and so does everyone around us Mm -hmm. so literally every week it's like i could turn around and talk to this best friend Uh or i could stand still and talk to this family member Mm -hmm. or i could turn to the right and talk to my husband yep or your kids my other best friend (laughs) 
Or your dad's like sitting right there. Or my there. dad. <laughs> it's all my best friends. <laughs> it's my brother and it's my husband and my kids. Yep. And then it's the same couple that sits in front of us every week. And so it's just kind of like, right. hey, right. you're here again. I'm here again. Yeah. Looking good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying like we have kind of a weird... Um, <laughs> set up in our church too that doesn't yeah. exactly make it easy for you to like crawl out of the pew no i'm not saying you need to like crawl over you don't have to make it uncomfortable for people <laughs> but i'm saying what i want to say lovingly is Try that it. um if it feels so hard that you have not been doing it yeah i would recommend that you do it do it okay and if you if you don't I do enjoy... it there's next sunday and yeah. the Sunday after that. Yeah. Um, and you know my kids well, my kids do this. They they get so excited. They ask, they get up immediately and go, Can I go say hi to my friend? And they disappear and socialize. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I am totally supportive of that. Well, and if you feel weird, because it is a weird time, you don't want to start a full on conversation because you yeah. know you have a limited amount of time. Yeah. And then also you don't know the per- I'll do that. I'll start a full on conversation. Right. Because what I know I'm, I'm going to talk to this person later this week. <laughs> right. Now, <laughs> if you feel weird about that, you're going to yeah. hate what I have to say, which is that you should show up to church early yeah. and talk to people beforehand. Yeah. And then maybe, and this is hard, I understand the hardness of this, but really, since yeah. I also recommended The Hiding Place, a woman that was in a killing camp, <laughs> um, I think we can all agree that saying hello to someone who you've never seen at church before um, and doing it cheerfully is probably just about the least we can all do. It's the least. <laughs> it's the absolute least. I personally show up to church 20 minutes early to get the seat that I want. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Me, personally, that's what I'm up to. <laughs> Why? I couldn't tell you. Because I'm pretty sure the sermon sounds the same everywhere. Right. I do like being so close to the bathroom. Right. But other than that, there's really no reason. <laughs> I don't know. It's a Baptist thing. It really is. I, I grew think up you might sitting, be right. I, I grew up sitting right. in the same row. And I don't know what it is, but it's like, this is where I sit. This is where I process everything that's happening. <laughs> this is where I do it. It's weird. Um. Okay. So I'm going to recommend, I'm going to give my four minute pitch. For something um, that an email was sparked okay. for me, which was um, apparently I said something in an episode several weeks ago um, that might have come off as though I don't think anyone should exercise, which oh, okay. I want to just take a minute and recommend <laughs> to everyone who hasn't tried weightlifting. <laughs> to try weightlifting because i love it and or even if you hate exercise like i think a variety yeah like try a few it's a palette try thing. a different thing try some a few, people yes. love hiking and being outside yeah. and cannot stand being in a gym yeah some people love that's like, fine yeah i love weightlifting i think it's the best i think that um weightlifting enabled me to hike mm-hmm um, weightlifting enabled me to do cardio yeah, and just like move, um, weightlifting. So I don't know. I, I, I don't know exactly what I said, but 
I just want everyone to know <laughs> that I do think exercise is a very valuable use of your time. And I know a lot of people have different opinions on that. And that's totally fine. We don't have to have the same opinion. But I think as Christians, we all do. We all ought to. As long as far as it is up to us, have the full use of our bodies. And I do mean as far as it is up to us, because I understand there are many limiting factors that people have in their lives. Right. I have limiting factors in my life. Time can be a limiting factor. Pregnancy, health issues, all kinds of things can be limiting factors that are very real and legitimate. But last year, I just got to a point where um, after back-to-back miscarriages and weight gain, I just was like, man, I don't, I never feel good. Mm -hmm. And I have so many things that I want to do for my family, for the kingdom. This whole podcast is basically about work. Is it? The immense is that amount what we're talking about? of work that we have. And it's it's a lot harder to do work really hard and really well when you don't feel when You don't good. feel well. Yeah. Yeah. And I've already given the caveat that I understand not feeling well can be a limiting factor outside of your control. However, right. what I will say is that when I did start exercising, even when I didn't feel well, my whole life changed. Mm-hmm. And I found that I could sweat and enjoy it. And I found that it just, cha- it actually, my ability to handle stress and things changed when I was regularly practicing an exercise. And I just, I really can't recommend it enough. And so, What sounds counterintuitive, but is scientifically not, is that what I wanted to, what I want, what I really wanted last year was not to get skinny. It was, I wanted to become healthy. I wanted to be Mm -hmm. healthy. And so I think a lot of women just, when they think about their bodies or exercise or food or diet or whatever, it's like, I just want to be thin. I just want to lose weight. Mm -hmm. Um, And I had to get out of that mindset before I actually lost weight and felt better, which was like, I want to get strong and I want to get healthy. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to take care of my kids. I want to pick up my kids. I want to like take my kids hiking. Like these are things I want to do. I want to have the energy to move with my kids. Um, It's not like, oh, I want to have... It wasn't, I want to move 300 pounds and be a strong, right? whatever. It was like, I want to be strong for my kids and for my household. Yeah. And so what I uh, changed my mind on was just losing weight. And I really started looking into like, how do you become really healthy? And what I kept, what I kept hearing from people who work in that field was you don't want to lose muscle that muscle's good Mm -hmm. you want to build muscle and lose fat and like the best way to do that is to lift weights and to eat right and what does eating right mean well (laughs) that's different for everybody but for me it was really um eating protein and um eating enough food every day and so i did i lost 29 pounds doing that and but it wasn't the 29 pounds it was 29 pounds of fat Right. And that was 
amazing. Like that was well, and, <laughs> life changing well, for me. And, like twenty nine pounds less for your body to have to, to carry. carry. But yeah. then a stronger body to carry whatever's left and, yeah. you know, and then boom, and then get pregnant and then and... boom, I got pregnant, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which was okay. Surprise. Um, and obviously that's changed what I've been able to do as far as weightlifting goes. But, um, even that is something that I've kept up as much as possible. And it's something that still is so helpful to me. I have only experienced benefits from doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and from taking the time to do that and my kids even, you know, it was, it was so nice to hear just my kids say like, I love how much like you took us hiking and you were like, they were just thankful. Like they, I, I was never like, Hey, I'm doing this for you. Yeah. I, I was just like, it was nice that they were like, wow, we're doing so much stuff that I really physically couldn't do before. I didn't have the energy for it. Yeah, It's not like the 29 pounds was it it was the i'd never had energy yeah um and that just wasn't true once i started um lifting weights and eating differently and i just you know whatever you find that you enjoy i just think it's so important and i think about how like god designed the human body to move and we live in a society where so many of our jobs are so sedentary and there's so many health problems that come along with that that you can totally reverse fight stave off through regular movement and I don't care if you just you're like I hate lifting weights that's not for me I don't care find what is for you find something that you can enjoy that you can work into your life when I first started lifting weights I had two five pound dumbbells in my basement yeah like that's what I had I didn't have well and some of it is just like again I guess I we recommended this a second ago which is like stepping outside of your comfort zone a little bit yeah if your zone your comfort zone that you're in is highly uncomfortable yeah. and fatigued you may have to get uncomfortable to get out of yeah. that yeah but it's 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 like we've said like you're gonna choose your hard yeah it's hard to constantly be in pain that you are not addressing mm-hmm. and it's hard to address it so but yeah. choose your hard and so last year i kind of had my like i'm gonna choose my hard moment like I got out of bed after this like horrible miscarriage and I felt horrible. I couldn't do a push up. I could do like a couple crunches, but like my body hurt. I constantly had headaches. You know, it was bad. And the year before that, it almost bled out in the ER. Like mm-hmm. I was not in good shape. I was not feeling well. And I just, I know this sounds ridiculous, but I just want to encourage you. I started with seven minutes a day. Seven, I told myself, I was like, I can do seven minutes a day. And seven minutes turned into 10 and 10 turned into 30. And the next thing I knew I was in my basement and I had dumbbells and there's so many, there's so many things online. There's so many things that can help you. I found an app and I like told this app, I was like, this is what I want to be capable of in six months. And it did the figures for me and it created a workout routine for me. And then the next thing I knew Like the couple dumbbells I had in my basement weren't enough and I was going to the gym and then like, so it just, it it really is small steps. And I just want to encourage anybody who's feeling discouraged, like you can make, it's the small consistent changes that matter. 
And that's true in your spiritual life as well. Yeah. Like if you're like, oh man, I'll never be like Jonathan Edwards or like, I'll, or if you're like, I'll never even be like my pastor. It's like your pastor does little consistent things. If you think he's a great godly man, it's because he's doing little consistent things that you're not. Well, I think, well, again, we talk about this a lot and you and I talked about this earlier this week, but we have this tendency to kind of look at people that we aspire to be like and we apply some sort of luck yeah to to them yeah. or like some sort of chance like yeah or even design you know mm-hmm. like like oh like god really gifted you with mm-hmm. a great memory and a the ability to teach like obviously your dad has very specific giftings yeah that are just apparent yeah but also highly disciplined, highly disciplined, so disciplined and high and so much responsibility, so much focus has been taken yeah. for him to, to really, yeah. uh, you know, get mm-hmm. to where we're at. We're talking decades yeah. and decades of study, yeah. studying the same thing over and over again, studying when you're uncomfortable. Um, and that kind of thing, just, we have to get away from that mindset that when yeah. we look at someone that has done something that we want to do, yeah, we're still looking at a human being. Of course, the Holy Spirit is huge. <laughs> um, but yeah, we have this, I think we have this weird tendency to think like, oh, well, I'm not like them. And the, tr- right. the thing I is, never you're not, that. Yeah. but that person didn't do anything right. um, that, that you're not capable of. Yeah. as well to some extent yeah um well and some of it is just the the mindset i think the american mindset my my daughter had this eye-opening moment the other night where her chore was to do the dishes and there were a lot of dishes and she walked out of the kitchen 10 minutes later and all the dishes were done and she goes that took me 10 minutes and yeah. i was like yeah and she goes I don't know, like in my head this whole time, I've always thought like, oh, this is the next hour of my life. And it's like, you know what? Sometimes the difference between really successful people and people who just want to be successful is they've taken the time to notice that, oh, this task I'm putting off actually takes 10 minutes. Right. It's a mindset change of like, no, I I do have 45 minutes to do this. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of what I decided last summer was like, no, I have 45 minutes a day to do this. I'm making sure it goes here. I have 45 minutes. Right. It doesn't take, you don't have to work out for two hours a day. Like you don't... I started with 10 minutes and it's like I've mentally known all this stuff, but putting it into practice was was the discipline part that I just hadn't considered as feasible. I always told myself I couldn't do that. Right. That's a lot of work that I can't fit in. And when I said, you know what, that's a lot of work I can fit in, a lot changed. And it went from like in April, I could like maybe do a couple body weight squats and then in October, you know, my our friend and I like were on the leg press with three hundred pounds. Yeah, that that was just consistent. That was right. just consistency over time. Right. So anyway, all exercises that way, all disciplines are that way. Your spiritual disciplines are that way. If you think to yourself like, I could never read the Bible in a year. Yes, you can. It's a small, consistent choice that you make over time, and. 
we just read the Bible from September through May, the whole Bible. And my kids did it with me. Like this is a, it's a small, it's a daily choice of I am going to be consistent and faithful with this thing. And it's a, if you just tell yourself, you know what, self, I'm going to try this for the next five weeks and see what happens. You will be blown away by what you're capable of getting done if you just commit to something, a small, consistent thing over five weeks. So anyway, that's my recommendation. Again, your limiting factors are your limiting factors. You need to figure them out. When I first started, my limiting factor was that moving for seven minutes straight was too hard for me. And so that's what I did. Like, I did what I could do. And I'm I'm not saying that to like, I'm not like boasting. I have a long way to go. I have goals I never met because I got pregnant. Yeah. But I'm I I'm say I I genuinely hope it can encourage somebody that when I started, I could move for seven minutes max, and then at the end of the year, I was pressing three hundred pounds, and I was like living for like not living for it but like I loved it like it yeah it was like exciting it was like fun I enjoyed it it didn't hurt it wasn't like I didn't have to drag myself to do this yeah. I was like let's go like this right. is fun and that your body will adapt and I think your spiritual disciplines can adapt and there's no reason for you to be like well I've never read the bible before so I guess it's not gonna happen <laughs> like that's not reality that's just as silly as being like well I'll read it next year Start now. <laughs> what are you waiting for? You're not promised tomorrow. Just start now. Anyway, yeah. that's it. That was more than five minutes. Sorry. Oh, that's okay. I interrupted. I jumped in too. So I contributed Great. minutes. Good. Um. So my husband, well, I guess we skipped a book. You I did. Skipped a you book skipped a book. Yeah, that's right. Because my husband, <laughs> this will be quick though, because my husband just shouted out a recommendation <laughs> <laughs> that I told him. That I would recommend to you guys. <laughs> and now my iPad's not loading. Oh. Oh, no. Still loading. I didn't, I didn't write it down either. And you know I'm not going to know what this was. It's called Nature's Garden by Samuel Thayer. Um, That's right. And so it's not my recommendation, but it's a book. Oh, man, I really wish this would load because I'm pretty sure it's a list of like some of the most common wild foods that grow oh um he has another one too he has a few quite a few books samuel there the reason i know his name is because i'm married to my husband and (laughs) oh it's a guide to identifying harvesting and preparing edible wild plants right i am never going to do that unless it's the apocalypse here's the thing yeah again with the whole survival thing yeah, if by if, then it's too late. It's too late. <laughs> I will die in the apocalypse. But um, if my instant pot doesn't work, I'm can, going out. If you want <laughs> our families to team up, okay, and try to accomplish some yeah. survival together, I think I think our two families would do. Yeah, very I well. have the bullets. You guys have. We have bullets too. Okay, so together we have bullets, two instant pots. <laughs> A swimming pool. Which can be used as weapon. Absolutely. <laughs> Just set it and let it explode. Like set a trap. Just like pour some chemicals in there and just like. Like let it. We're ready for really the apocalypse. Idea. Do not recommend that. It's <laughs> not a recommendation. Don't um, do that in case yeah, you're confused. Yeah. That's. 
if the apocalypse is happening, still probably don't do that. Don't, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, obviously that's, this is my husband's thing and he has a very particular brain. But this is one of those things like that you look at and you're like, this is so crazy. Don't all plants look the same? But this is another one of those discipline things where I will tell you that no, they do not. Um, and as someone who's married to someone that at least several times a year says to me, I don't know the common name of that plant. I only know the scientific name of the plant. Right. So I'm not going to tell it to you because it means nothing to you. <laughs> right. Um, this is something, you know, this is another one of those discipline things. Um, being prepared. And of course, reading The Hiding Place kind of inspired us to live a little differently and things like that. Um, but yeah, if my husband recommends a plant book to you and you're interested in plants and foraging... You should take his recommendation. Absolutely. <laughs> um, my last recommendation um, was that you ask your parents and your in-laws how you can be praying for them. That's a good recommendation. Okay. Because uh, it can kind of like they're adults and it seems like they have it together. I'm not saying they don't, but I feel like they might be getting a little forgotten about i constantly wish my kids knew how much i didn't know <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um you know i think you can kind of especially with your own parents you can kind of get the idea that yeah it's like oh, oh yeah well and they're handling stuff and they yeah. have churches and they have blah 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 or whatever um the insight i'm getting now is like i'm realizing all these times in my life that my parents were my age Right. And I knew them. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, they did. I totally thought they knew everything. Exactly. Yeah. And what right now I know how much they did not yeah. know. Mm -hmm. They didn't know. So, yeah. You know, <laughs> just they need parents. They need prayer, too. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great. <laughs> yes. That's great. Grandparents. They need yeah. prayer, too. Yeah. Okay. No, I, that's a great recommend. I don't even have anything to add. All right. Well, that's it for our recommends this year. You can pray for your parents while you lift weights while your dinner cooks in your Instant Pot. And that's what we recommend. <laughs> <laughs> and you can leave us a voicemail at 470. In the apocalypse. 465- <laughs> 0475. None of your workout clothes have stains because you've used Puracy, obviously. And um, um, and you better be practicing your faithfulness in case we all end up in internment camps. Yeah. And everything in your Instant Pot is from the Half-Baked Harvest website. <laughs> okay. All right. Anyway. <laughs> We're the worst. We'll see you guys next Bye. week. Bye. <laughs>